It's, um... What's his name? <laughs> I don't know. Doesn't he have a Jimmy Buffett? Yes, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, welcome back to another episode of uh, Maybe Nessa. I'm your host, William Blue, with my co-host, Simon McCormack. 100 episodes of Simon and Bill. 100 episodes of Maybe Nets Time. <laughs> Did you just see the Queen biopic or something? What's going that's on? That's Rent, Bill. Oh, that's Rent. Yeah. I didn't know. I mean, you could be forgiven. That rendition is probably not the best. That's that's an off-Broadway I, rendition. TBH, I don't think I've ever seen Rent. Unless oh. we saw the Dollar Theater movie adaptation. Of no, it. I don't. I I have I have not. But or maybe I. Yeah, I don't know. But Is that just an iconic enough song that I it's should extremely recognize? Extremely iconic. Yes, it, I would it, argue. I it's, thought it was Queen. Yeah, that's fine. Um, Simon, we did it. We're there. One hundred triple digits. Booyah! Booyah! Uh, and it's our one hundredth episode. In other it's words. one. It's our one hundredth episode. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. What else could I have meant? Just got to be extra clear. Okay, I extra clear. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so I, <laughs> real. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm. I'm. My mind is going other places now. <laughs> with what else I could have been talking about. Um, we also got a hundred followers. Yes. Great job, Bill. You were a real. You were Andrew Cuomo in the the ninth hour of the legislative session. Bill. Right. Which is shutting votes. down all votes for any progressive measure. <laughs> and pushing through only what the biggest developers are looking for. Um, yes, I did. I whipped. I pushed. I begged. I pleaded. I bribed. And several of our friends followed. But then, Simon, in our greatest, most epic social media moment ever, I shared that video from that the Brooklyn right. Nets had put up. Claire helped me download the video through some Instagram story download app. Mm. And uh, I posted it, got retweeted by Nets Daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, over last time I checked, over fifteen people had viewed the video. Very over nice. twenty likes. I don't think we've broken four likes before. And, and Flatbush and Atlantic as well. And I think a porn bot, as okay. I mentioned. Okay. Although okay. maybe not. Right. If it's a regular not, porn, a porn person. I'm sure, yeah. I actually didn't look at the account too mm. closely. So if that is a real person I and you listen to the show, I am deeply, deeply sorry for yeah. that. Um, so anyway, thanks for getting us there. The Technically, the 100th listener was, or follower was Georgia Frierson, a friend of ours. Oh, right, right, right. Um, yeah, we so when you hear this, Georgia... Uh, reach out to us, and we'll let you know where the prize meal will be. Yeah. Uh, we don't want to spoil that on Oh, air, we so. get to pick. Okay. Yeah, I think it's our choice. Okay. Maybe it's theirs. Okay. Uh, I don't want to go back and listen to the terms <laughs> of that grand bargain. But thank you for listening to us for any number of episodes, 101, whatever. It's yeah. great to have you here. Absolutely. Great if you're following us. If you're not, we uh, we have a Twitter account that is often retweeted by some pretty big name players in Nets Nation. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we are going. We have a very special 100th planned. We have lots of zany themed 100 segments. 
Uh-huh. Uh, but before we get to that, we're going to do one thing about the Nets, new, Nets in the news. Okay. Simon's favorite, Katie's Corner. Katie's Corner. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, we do need to turn that into a drop at some point. Uh, a, couple, a couple things of note in Katie's Corner. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is, by the way, if it's not obvious, a corner in which Simon and I discuss the goings-on of Kevin Durant with an emphasis on unfounded <laughs> Instagram speculation on his imminent recovery and uh, return to 100%, if not better, of what he was prior to injury. Yes. Um, but today, this is more just more general news than, than that. Yeah. Uh, he is the... Only net to make the NBA.com's all-decade team. He's a first-teamer, probably right behind LeBron James in uh, reason to be on that team, uh, which is pretty spectacular. Oh, yeah. That we have, I mean, clearly we'll had he not come, we, yeah. we would not have. Yeah, we'll see what version it is, as we know. <laughs> It'll be the best, better than it was. Um <laughs> Also, Simon, I did want to ask you one one thing about KD. Yeah, sure. And, and and some news surrounding KD that happened this week. Yeah. So you saw the buzz about the interview he gave with Chris Haynes, uh-huh. in which he said it was either going to be the Nets or the Warriors. It was yes. always going to be if he left. It was always going to be the the uh, the Nets. Yeah. I want you to tell me which of the following three things you think that statement is. Okay. Okay? Okay. Sincere. Uh-huh. Insincere. Uh-huh. Or, wild card, third category, uh, who gives a shit? Oh, I mean, I would never say the third one. <laughs> I, I, uh, I think it's endlessly interesting to think about how the Nets are viewed by other people outside of the Nets bubble. Uh, but I would say it is... More sincere than insincere, but I think it's maybe like a three quarters truth. Because I think probably at some points he surely was considering the Knicks. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, but I think it's maybe fair to say on June 30th or whatever, towards the end days of his de- making his decision, he, it was between those two teams. All right. Uh, I don't want to spend any more time on that category because I, I mean, on that topic because I fall into the the third. Okay. Um, I think that it's total uh, August news. Uh, we have nothing else to talk about, so we're talking about that, and um, it sounds totally just like something your press, you know, press agent tells you to say. Yeah, maybe, although I kind of doubt that he's returning any of the Nets' calls. Like, I, I honestly wonder whether that, that interview was set up with any... Oh, I don't think the Nets have any control over his activity. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I think we need to just mention the press conference once in an episode until the press conference happens, but uh, press conference still hasn't happened. But... That is neither here nor there. This is a celebratory episode. Yep. We are here to party. Woo! Yeah, well, well. <laughs> um, we're going to go through some of these categories. We have some mailbags, and we have some that we've created for ourselves. I want to start with a more lighthearted one before we get into Meteor Nets ones. Sure. 
Simon AMI's the uh, American Movie Institute. Institute, maybe, yeah. One hundredth funniest movie. Mm-hmm. Their one hundredth funniest movie ever is Good Morning Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen that? Uh, un- unfortunately, I have. It is not nearly <laughs> as funny as people um, <laughs> mythologize it as being. Yeah. It's quite offensive, actually. Okay. A comedy set in Vietnam. Uh, hilarious. Um, what Nets memory to you, Simon, is more painful <laughs> than being forced to watch Rob- a Robin Williams movie? Um... To me, first of all, as a child, I loved Aladdin. Um, Excepting Aladdin. That is the one (laughs) exception to the Robin Williams is not actually funny rule. Aladdin is hilarious. It's amazing what he did with that genie. I will love that movie forever. I hope to never watch it again. But uh, yes, childhood nostalgia strong. Right. Uh, I would say to me, the toughest memory was um, Jimmy Butler hitting a a three-pointer, kind of a step-back three-pointer, I think, at the basically at the buzzer to cement Philadelphia's come-from-behind victory in the early part of last year over Rondé Hollis-Jefferson uh, in one of those, one of many, but for whatever reason... Uh, it was a back. It was a backbreaking loss, and for whatever reason, it's one of those backbreaking losses that I remember the best. Like I can still remember it, like it was yesterday, watching it next to you, watching that all unfold oh, in, right, in right, truly right. horrifying fashion. <laughs> and that was like game three for Jimmy Butler or something after he got traded to the Sixers. It was a triumphant day for Jimmy Butler. Yeah, that was a big day. Um, I'd say mine came a little later in the season, and it was another three delivered by another sharp shooting Philadelphia 76er. Uh, this time, now net, Wilson Chandler hit a dagger open three at the end of game four oh. of the playoffs. Okay. That put the game pretty much out of reach for the Nets and sealed our fate as not actually making that a series. Mm. Also, D'Lo leaving is a painful memory for me. Sure, sure. Um, all right, this is one you came up with, Simon, and it's an homage to Friends. Ah, uh, yes. Well, as all of you know, um, Friends was a show that was very <laughs> popular during mostly the 90s. And uh, on the 100th episode of that show, uh, Phoebe gave birth to triplets. So my question to you, Bill, is what uh, what characteristics from various nets would you want in your baby? <laughs> oh, baby. <laughs> Oh, that's not exactly how I interpreted oh, it. Oh, well, I don't remember. I mean, it's been so long since I suggested uh, no, that. No, I mean, I... that's basically it. My, mine is basically like, if you were making a perfect net, what amalgam of mm. net's characteristics would you have? Okay. So that's what I've done, if mm. that's okay. The baby thing would get get to... I mean, obviously, I would then have to reevaluate this through the lens of who has the best top hair, and that would be the driving animus <laughs> behind my procreation of a yeah. new net. But that is not what I've done. Okay. So this is what skills I'm taking from what nets to create the perfect 100th episode of Friends net. Mm-hmm. So I'm taking, obviously, Joe Harris's three-point shot. 
That's my baseline. Okay. I'm taking wingspan and blocking from Jarrett. I'm taking the handles of Kyrie, mm-hmm. the SAT score of Spencer. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> uh, Purported SAT the, score. Right. Uh, the rebounding ability of DeAndre Jordan. Uh-huh. The scoring prowess of all-decade team first-teamer Kevin Durant. Uh-huh. The defensive tenacity of David Nwaba. Ah, uh, yeah. Buddy. And the <laughs> intangibles of Rodi Kudus. Oh, very nice. Sure. Um, and I was trying to think who I'd want the passing ability of, who in the past obviously would have gone to D'Lo without a second thought. Mm-hmm. I don't know who the best passer on the Nets is. I mean, it's still probably Kyrie. Probably, yeah. I mean, I don't know who else it could be. He has some good handles. Watch that uh, that therapeutic YouTube thing I was talking about. <laughs> um... So mine was uh, a little bit more uh, touchy-feely. Um, I wanted the heart of Karis LeVert, the kind, loving heart of Karis LeVert. The uncontroversial heart. Right. The And the uh, work, the, the storied work ethic of uh, Kyrie Irving. Work and, ethic. Yeah, Kyrie is a is a. I mean, not during the regular season in terms of like giving a shit about it, but in terms of like his his work like off the court to get better and oh, okay. protect his craft and st- you know all of the stuff he got in trouble with or got upset at players was like not you know going in after that loss right and shooting. Uh, what's her name? Jackie Mack said he was the hardest working Celtic. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, just because he's not working out with other nets doesn't mean he's not working. Hey, out. just because he hasn't done a press conference doesn't mean he's not working hard. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, the I, I I just I really I found myself really wanting. I know he's not a net anymore, but I want the like tenacity, the 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 sort of like you know always get back up and and keep on fighting the fight of uh of Ed Davis but I guess I'll settle for the fight of Rudy Kurutz. Oh, nice. That's what I call the Rudy. intangibles. Mm. Um all right, that's a great category. What was your what what were her triplets like? I don't remember. They they weren't really her kids. They were like her cousins that she was or something that she was uh, uh, what's the word? Surrogating. Uh-huh. Um, uh huh. Um. So we, we they sort of happen and then they don't. I don't really remember them playing a role. Um. I know this is a Nets podcast, Simon. But what? How do you feel about <laughs> about the whole surrogate movement? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Actually, let's just move on. <laughs> okay. I I I did listen to that lengthy uh, dig podcast on on. Uh, surrogacy. Oh, was so that the I, one about the family? Death uh, to the family or something yes, like that? Yes. Yes, it was. Okay. Yes. Uh, I did not. Mm. Uh, but anyway, um, let's move on. This is the 100 swap. Kind of a lame one, but uh, you tell us, folks. <laughs> right. We're not going <laughs> to. We'll uh, beat it to death here. Um, 100 swap. The 100th. So what we're going to do is we're going to look at... The, a player who was the 100th best in various statistical categories in the NBA last season mm-hmm. and say who on the Nets we would swap 
for that player. Right. Um, starts with some lesser, less good players, moves on to some pretty good players. Mm. Um, so we'll start with the 100th best score in the NBA last season, JaVale McGee. What net would you trade out for JaVale McGee? You know, this question got me to look up his stats, which also made me discover he's quite old. I had no idea. He's 31. Whoa. Uh, yeah, so almost no one. Um, <laughs> uh, How but about DJ? DJ, oh, DeAndre? <laughs> Never. He DeAndre gets way more rebounds. Yeah. Um... I would say that I, who did I say? Oh, oh, um, they can have uh, my, my favorite punching bag, uh, Musa. Oh, nice. I gave him Henry Ellenson. Oof. And I wouldn't. <laughs> I'm saving him for another one. Oh, wow, up, so. wow, wow, yeah. wow. All right. Uh, 100th best rebounder in the NBA last year, Rashawn Holmes. Mm. Uh, kind of fantasy waiver wire guy. Really? Yeah. He because he he puts up like I mean and you know he gets rebounds he gets threes, uh, decent uh, efficiency, maybe some defensive numbers too mm. at least steals possibly. I mean he's not like a sti- he doesn't stick but he but people pick him up occasionally. Okay. Uh, I I would trade uh, Theo Pinson for him. Oh yeah sure okay. another bottom bencher. Sure. Um, I was... Well, that was my Ellenson. Uh, That's your Ellenson. Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't think... So basically, we don't care. We don't want the NBA's 100th best score or rebounder. Yes. I think it's fair to say. Yes. Um, assists, Clay Thompson yeah. sneaks in there. Who are you trading? And, and it obviously has to be comparable. Right, right. For me, it's Kyrie. I, I would rather have. Uh, huh. I, I I would rather have Clay. Um, he has a championship pedigree, as you know. <laughs> so does Kyrie. He, yeah, although he has more. But but yeah. yeah. But but um, I just feel like in in Kenny Atkinson's system, um, he Clay would just be so good, and he and he plays both ends of the floor, and he doesn't bring any of the chemistry issues. He's a he's a beloved teammate. He's a two way right. stud. He's one of the best shooters of all time. Yeah, uh, he, and he's and he's not just a sh- uh, shooter, Bill. Uh, no, as they, I mean, I'm just mocking that you've always brought that up that every single time he touches the ball, yeah, right, right, right. Uh, announcers say that yes, he's yeah. not just a shooter. Right, he does occasionally cut to the basket. Uh, my <laughs> trade for him is the obvious one, Joe Harris. But yours is probably more accurate in terms of. Uh, Joe Harris is just a much, much, much worse version of Clay Thompson. So uh, probably unfair to think we could swap <laughs> those two. Uh, Three-point percentage, 100th best in the NBA was Jalen Brown. Yeah. Who I think is a total stud. Um, right. I'm giving Prince for him. Okay. <laughs> I think he's a total stud. A 24-year-old who no one has really heard of, Torian Prince. Uh, no, that, no that's, people that's like Prince. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, that that is who who prize loose uh, Joe Harris. Okay, and effective field goal percentage, one hundred best in the league. Jeremy Lamb, that's mm. who I'm giving John and Musa. Okay, for. okay. I for me, that's a that's a good that's seems fair. I was gonna give Garrett Temple because okay. I feel like they're both pretty similar. Also, waiver wirey. Right. I, I had Lamb 
for more games than I probably should have, but but I like a lamb. Yeah, no, I can get it into gets a lamb. You threes and steals <laughs> and yeah, no, he's not see, much else. No, but <laughs> some people like him. Yeah. Um, all right, time out, New York's one hundredth. Can you see what we're doing here, people? One hundredth. It's a theme. Uh, time out, New York's one hundredth best restaurant. In New York City is St. Anselm's in Williamsburg. Have you been? Yes. Should we go? Oh, you've already been. Well, should we should go? Should we go again? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one of my very favorite restaurants in all of New York, truly. Yeah, you, you, you like, it's a steak place, right? Basically. Basically. Yeah. Um, so after a quick perusal of the menu, what item would you most like to share with what net to celebrate the 100th? Mm. episode. Well, so St. Anselm uh, heads out there will know that the butcher steak is a is the thing to get there. But in terms of sharing, they do have a lovely New York strip. Can I get one too, please? Uh, a lovely New York strip um, that I think is probably big enough to share. And I would love to share it, and we would get the O'Groton uh uh, spinach, and they also have like a smashed or a fried mashed potato. Yeah, that is incredible. Amazing. It's yeah. really good. It's like smashed and fried as well. Yeah, both. Yeah, yeah, mashed and fried. Or I forget the combination of words, but it's it's really good. Yeah, and um, I would love to have it with uh, Kevin Durant. The, the oh yeah, that would be the insane. reason is like I mean you know many reasons, but but that that. Uh, interview, Chris Hayes' interview, just really sort of drove home that he's basically living a. Um, who's the guy that uh, that um, Citizen Kane is kind of loosely based on? Well, Howard William Hughes. Hurst. Oh, William Hurst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. So, so kind of an isolated millionaire's life. Like he's just <laughs> up in his giant Xanadu. mansion. Yeah. yeah, he's up in his giant mansion. He occasionally lets people in for a brief, a few minutes, but mostly. Is entirely confined with him and his very close, you know, family or friends, and uh, I'm also a little worried, a little concerned. He hasn't made it to New York yet, um, so I just want to bring him, right. bring him out, have a little time where he's, he's, uh, you know, not not just hold up and and talk to him about any number of things. Maybe I could get a little more clarity on why he came to Brooklyn. Right, and maybe you could get a, an Instagram selfie with him in which he's not using any support to stand up that exactly. we could then turn <laughs> yes. into a Katie's Corner yes. for a uh, later episode. It, yeah, it would be a content creation opportunity. So well. it looks like they call it a pan-fried mashed potato <laughs> in truffle oil. Yes, that thank you for looking is, that up. Simon, Decadence Redefined. It's so good. Uh, for me, I'd have my new favorite net eat with me. Okay. Do you know who that is yet? Uh, uh Claxton? Nick Claxton. <laughs> yeah. He's my forever net. I swear to God, I said it when they got rid of Archie Goodwin, I would never let myself <laughs> love again. I love again, and his name is Nick Claxton, baby. My <laughs> I am buying all the Nick Claxton stock there is. He's okay. raw. I I will concede that. 
Uh, he didn't get a lot of run in in, in uh, summer league because we needed to play our three year vet <laughs> about eighty minutes a game during he, summer. He also, league. I think, got hurt a little bit too, right? I'm sure. I mean, he's very raw. So. <laughs> uh, um, so me and Nick, we would split the sixty ounce Piedmontese. That is a horrific pronunciation of that word. I'm sure. Uh, axe handle ribeye, mm. which they charge you by the ounce. It's served between 45 and 60 ounces, depending on the cut of the day. I'm hoping to obviously get in on the higher end. As we both know, my boy Nick needs to beef yes, up in, sure, a, in sure. a big, big way. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm also going to get the side of spinach gratin. Never had that before. Mm-hmm. Sounds great. With the grilled fennel for health. <laughs> Yeah, the problem I have with fennel, Bill, is that it tastes like licorice. Yeah, I love I love fennel. Uh, um, Forbes hundredth richest person, Simon. Yeah, if you if you'll indulge me for a minute, I is, certainly will. Is Stephen Schwartzman okay. of Blackstone Group fame mm-hmm. uh, worth just a shade over thirteen billion dollars, according to Forbes? Which net? Would you entrust with seizing this man's assets, ill-gotten assets, yeah, yeah. and how do you think that net should redistribute said assets? So I would, I would partner with good-hearted Karis LeVert on a venture that I hope that he can get behind, which is two-pronged. One is we both... Purchase the Phoenix Suns, okay, Ooh, nice. from their uh, uh, notoriously horrible owner, and move it from the notoriously horrible city uh, <laughs> to Atlantic City, Bill. Oh, we, nice. we start to you know revitalize, or even if we don't revitalize, you know it's no harm, no foul. Hopefully, right. I mean I don't know where we plunk it down, but there's a, a tremendous number of abandoned buildings in that city. Yep. Um, and my hope would be you to could probably stick it to the uh, whatever few remaining taxpayers there are <laughs> to cover the bill of the old right. revitalize. That's right. I want to revitalize your community. No, this this would be a, a purely bill. This is this is a, everything that book uh, warns against. Uh, you know, a, uh, whatever like corporate um, do goodery. Uh-huh. Anyway. Um, yes, we would move it to Atlantic City, but honestly, it would just that would that would be a, a purely selfish move. Would love to go to Atlantic City and see our team, Bill. I would uh, cut you in, thank of course. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, uh, with I'll with be Karis. a silent partner. Absolutely, and then I would spend the rest of that money on a proof of concept, as they like to say in the corporate do-goodery world. Um, that would be a high-speed rail between New York City and Atlantic City because <laughs> you and I both know it's very hard to get to that place via public transit. Yeah. And this would show or try to show, you know, uh, the, the public that high-speed rail is awesome and that we should expand it out to the rest of the country. Great. I think that's a truly noble cause. <laughs> that's, so. a few things upset me as much as the... Failing infrastructure, of, <laughs> as particularly the Eastern Seaboard yeah. uh, high-speed rail, right. and to call it high-speed is a is a force. Yes, absolutely. Um, all right, so I'm going to have my boy David Nwaba, the defensive bulldog, take it from him because <laughs> I think he's sort of the enforcer we need to uh, okay. to seize Schwartzman's 
ill-gotten sums. Mm-hmm. Um, and first thing I'm going to do, Simon, he, as you know, the main branch, the 40, iconic 42nd Street NYPL branch is called the Stephen Schwartzman Building now. Oh. Uh, we are going to spend a very small amount of that money scrubbing his name from all public <laughs> <laughs> public facing surfaces of it. And the rest of the $13 billion, I feel figure we could do that for less than a million. Yeah. The rest of the $13 plus billion is going to be given over to one of, I would imagine, probably the largest endowment for any public library system uh, in the world. You know, a system near and dear to my heart. Uh, and, you know, do things like create 24-7 branches, okay. hire new staff, all, you know, unlimited book buying and resources. Oh, and they'll bring back Canopy. Uh, have you? Did you get in on the canopy train while you could get in on it? No. <laughs> All right. So if you have an NYPL account, <laughs> you could access for years um, uh-huh. Canopy, which is like a highbrow movie, like a highbrow Netflix. They have the Criterion mm. Collection, lots of foreign films. It's an amazing service. And last month when I went logged in to, to access it, they had shut it down because they are now extorting the very few institutions that can afford it, one of which is NYPL. Um, and now we'll pay the extortionists their giant subscription fee with Stephen Schwartzman money. Great. Great. All right. Uh, that gets us, and don't worry, we're not, I'm not forgetting about your other TV suggestion. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, but that is going to be our concluding. That's how we're going to wind this thing down. Got it. Okay. Um, we're gonna we're gonna transition to a little bit of mailbag. Mm. So we have two mailbags, one from uh, Tim and one from Tom. Tim and Tom have written us with mailbag cues. We're gonna start with Tim, who has a number of one hundred themed questions for yes. us. Yes. Uh, thank you for the questions, yeah, Tim thank and you, Tom. Tim. Thank you, Tom. Uh, we aren't going to be able to get to all of Tim's suggestions, but we are going to get to many. Yeah. Uh, and we're going to do them rapid fire E. We can, you know, we'll see where it takes us. Um, by the way, we're enjoy- enjoying a couple of cold Trulies. Yeah. Mm, uh, it's been too long. If you or anyone you know is a rep for Truly, we'd happily... Sp- Ab- take them on as a sponsor. Absolutely. Uh, Very reasonable You rates. would be... Staggered by uh, what it takes to become a maybe next time sponsor. Send us an offer. <laughs> uh, all right, Tim's first question. <clears throat> it's he said first net to score a hundred points, rebounds, assists, steals, blocks, etc. Um, who do you think the first n- net to get a hundred points is? Kyrie. Yeah, I have Kyrie down for first net to get 100 points, assists, and Mm -hmm. three-pointers. How about steals? Steals? That, 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 Bill, is a good question. I actually think here's a truly outside-the-box idea. I think it's going to be Torian Prince. Wow, that is out there. Uh, What? Is his steal? I don't know, but I I just you want to look that up while I give you mine. I will. Uh, Mine is Karis LeVert. Good, that's a good pick. That's Um, better than mine. I think that he's going to step up and have to be a a, a bigger two way presence 
with uh, with although you know what Dilo wasn't very good although Karis uh, was good at, at steals last year uh, blocks for blocks I have a man by the name of Jarrett Allen ooh yeah I mean yeah. you think he'll get there before DeAndre yes uh, DeAndre didn't seem like he's been a big block machine of late. No. Do you have some numbers for Prince? One steal a game. One steal a game. Okay. So probably Karras averaged a bit more than that? I don't... D'Lo averaged more than a, in a, than a steal a game. You know, I honestly think Kyrie might too. I think um, my thing was not good. That's in fine. Do, and no, doesn't, it's fine. Uh, and rebounds, I think it goes without saying DeAndre Jordan is going to be the first to 100 rebounds. Yes. Are we in agreement on that? All right. So... Next one. Net most likely to show up on a top 100 list. For instance, point guard, top 100 point guard, top 100 NBA egomaniac, etc. What would that list be? Kyrie is already on the top 100 point guard. Mm -hmm. That goes without saying. And we have not only someone in the top 100 of NBA egomaniacs, which is incredibly difficult to... Attain because everyone in the NBA is an egomaniac with great reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have the number one person on that list in the entire NBA. Do you know <laughs> who that, that is? Spencer? It is Spencer Dinwiddie! <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you have any other lists that Nets would be top 100 on? I think we would be. Uh, here, here's, here's my prediction, and you'll like this one, Bill, based on your previous answer. Um, I think that we will soon... Nick Claxton will be on the top 100 second-round steals of the last 10 to 15 years. That's wow. that's my prediction. Uh, ahead of or behind Rodion Kurutz? Ahead. Great. Uh, do you think Nick Claxton makes uh, all-rookie team? First team? Not this year. I, I just don't think he's... Physically capable of being good right now. I also think, barring an injury, DeAndre and Jared yeah, are going to eat, eat up one hundred percent of them. And uh, <clears throat> luckily, we have DJ on a four-year, so he could be eating up those minutes for a long time <laughs> to come. Um, all right, next one. Net that Kyrie Irving convinces one hundred percent that the Earth is flat. Mm. Who do you got? I think it's definitely Spencer. I, I think Spencer prides himself on having unusual views, on uh-huh. going against the grain, which I, I do myself, but I really hope that I try to not just do that as a knee-jerk reaction and, uh, you know, base it a bit in fact. <laughs> okay. But I don't think Spencer does. I think Spencer is hell-bent on being a, a tr- you know, unique... To a fault person. <laughs> uh, also, he's very good friends. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I think mine would be Janin Musha. Hmm. He's the youngest guy on the team. He really wants to make. He really wants to make it in this league. And I think maybe he feels like if he gets in good with Kyrie, uh, he'll have a better chance to cinch his place on this team. So he goes for it. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. But he doesn't... Do you think he truly believes? I think he, he believes. Okay. I mean, I think, you. yeah, when you're that committed to going for something, you have to, to a certain, like, true belief is that they're, they're, you're, you're deluding yourself in so much mm-hmm. to, like, get through the terror of not fulfilling your goal. Right. That you, you, to call it true or not, it's just like, yeah, it's an anxiety-induced belief. Whether that's true or not um, is... Debatable, right, but it. yeah, I think he would probably try to tell himself, like even if he had creeping doubts, like I have seen some photographs that would suggest it isn't, or something like that. Uh, he would, he would, he would talk himself down. Um, net that has more or less than one hundred blank. Uh, choose tattoos you fill for you to fill in. Mm-hmm. Um, I have one for this. Yeah, go for it. Net that has more than 100 burner accounts. Kevin Durant, the man living in Xanadu, as you said earlier. A recluse (laughs) that hasn't been seen since the early part of the 20th century when true wealth was segregated to such a small minority of bizarre (laughs) outcasts building palaces outside of L.A. that... Uh, hasn't been seen in nearly a century. Well, we found our very own. <laughs> he, I don't know if you've heard, folks. He hasn't done a press conference. <laughs> or Kevin Durant, right? Uh, yeah, that's that's mine for that. That's that's very good. Mine is not nearly as good. Mine is uh, Wilson Chandler for tattoos. He has his entire body is covered, including his neck, is like completely covered in tattoos. Yeah, no, he's very tatted up. Um. All right, Net, who lives to be 100 years old? Hmm. Mm. Uh, so I've got one for this. It's okay. Jared Allen, because he will be a big baby boy probably for the rest of his life. Uh, he is ageless, and, uh, you know, maybe in his late 90s he moves out of Mon Paws, but uh, until then I think he's... He's repping the same Addy as his mom and pop. That's very good. Uh, well, uh, to me, again, I have to go. I don't know what it is about me, but I, I am obs- I have been fixated on Ed Davis. He's well, not, I know on, he's not on our net. I yeah. know. No, it's I know. okay. You can. Uh, I'm he, sorry. He's still. He's a net in our heart. He's a forever net. He's a forever know. net. He is a yeah. Yeah, he's just like he's just such an old like he just he has this like. To me, he has this vibe of, like, a ancient prophet or something. Like, he just... He says very little, but the stuff right. he says makes total sense, and he just sort of... He comes down from the mount to yeah. say, I think I want to go where the most money is. <laughs> Shit, the most money is $500,000 more than I made last year in a criminally It's low insane amount. how little he's getting paid, but I have heard... In an extremely lengthy um, podcast I heard just on the Northwest Division of the Mm. NBA next year, Uh, the same guy was on it who convinced me last season that the Jazz were going to win the entire uh, thing, and he did it to me again. (laughs) Like, David Locke of the Locked On Network, he's like the founder of it, uh, could... Seriously, talk anyone into the Nets being—I mean, the Jazz being the greatest team uh, on planet Earth. But anyway, his um, his contention was that 
Ed Davis was really tight with um, who's the new point guard that they just got? Oh, Conley. Conley, Mike that. Conley. I can definitely. Yeah, because they played together for a bit in Memphis, and that he was willing to maybe not take the money to go play with Mike Conley again. So. Ah, fun bit of information. All right, final one from Tim. Net most likely to be one of the 100 United States senators. Mm. Who do you think it is? Um, to me, it's it's got to be, again, I know I've said his name a lot, uh, Karis LeVert. I think he is incredibly likable. I think he has a plan for America that uh, <laughs> that f- that few people do. Um, I I just think he's like he he's just uh, engaging and e- effortlessly charming and seemingly honest. I, I think he has all the all of the uh, characteristics you, you you know that a part of a successful politician. He's a, a University of Michigan grad. He's smart. He's he you graduated. Know, I was think he there four years? He was there four years. Oh yeah. right! I mean, yeah. most of the ankle. time he was yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. riding pine. But um, yeah, um, I don't know if he actually graduated, but he was there for four years. Um, and uh, yeah, I would vote for him. Um, I said Joe Harris because we live in a racist shithole of a country. <laughs> and uh, sure. uh, we'll move on. Sure. Uh, I mean that is true. Yeah, I mean yeah. I don't. I don't. Yeah. Uh, Tom's question. <laughs> Great. Uh, Tom's question. Real question for your pod. What happens first? And, uh, so, th- we need some context. Tom, uh, friend of the ca- cast, friend IRL, uh, fantasy league buddy, um, is a is from Portland. Mm-hmm. Lives in New York. Nets fan. Nets die, like a really big fan of the Nets. He always drafts crazy amounts of nets on his team. He was a D'Lo stand for all two years of D'Lo's run here. Um, anyway, that's some context for this question. He says, Anthony, what happens first? Anthony uh, Simons becomes an all-star or Brooklyn wins the East? His take, although he hears crazy rumblings about how good uh, Simons is, he thinks Brooklyn has the edge and depth as long as Kyrie doesn't sabotage the chemistry. Um, that what if kind of pushes the conference finals win to 21-22 season for me. Anthony will be 23. It'll be close. Simon, what do you think on this one? I... Uh, I don't... I feel... So I don't know anything about Simons. Except we wanted him badly because he was a college... uh, Because he was a high school... Straight from high school. Yeah, yeah. You were especially hot on that. Yeah. Um, uh, So, but to me, the Nets, I think... I think as soon as next year... I'm going to just say it, Bill. I'm going to say I think we're going to win the Eastern Conference Finals next year. So I'm going to say that we do that... First, um, before before Simons. Well, as I said in my reply, I think that though Anthony is getting hyped quite a bit, uh, he is playing behind Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, who they've both locked in for near, if not max, contracts. They're going to be paying the two of them combined over seventy million dollars. Uh, 
in the next, maybe I think actually closer to 80, um, over the next four years. So I see very little chance for Anthony to truly break out as an all-star level player um, when playing behind them, which gives the Nets a lot of time to win this Eastern Conference thing. Mm. Uh, whether we do it, uh, we'll be, you know, we'll have to we'll have to monitor Kevin Durant's uh, Instagram to see how how close we truly are to that Eastern Conference champion. It's not even his Instagram. It's like his like buddy like trainer Easy money or something. Sniper? Well, no, no, yeah, yeah, but those aren't usually the ones that are posting him like uh, walking. Right. It's like his clinger. It's, it's Rosebud. Yeah. Um, all right. He says, uh, and he has a follow-up question, and assuming that we are locked into Kyrie through the end of next season to get the Durant payoff, who, so in other words, we're not trading Kyrie, mm-hmm. uh, who is our first mid-season trade this year? You know how I feel. Mm-hmm. I can go into it another time. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have a take on this? Or shall I just do mine? Yeah, go first? go yours first. So as I've talked about it a, a couple times, I am convinced the Nets are going to be extremely active in pursuing a third star. They are in full on win now mode, and Sean Marks gets what Sean Marks wants, <laughs> and I think Sean Marks wants another star. I think that star might be Bradley Beal, um, though I think. In classic Sean Marks fashion, that would be too obvious and too easy. I think we might not know who he wants exactly. Might not even know, sort of like the Paul George thing, that this star is available. But I think Sean Marks is going to surprise us. And I think the big piece in that is going to be uh, Jared Allen. Hmm. And I've said that before, and I and I stand by that claim. Okay. You? Um. So... <clears throat> I, I th- I'm thinking smaller, much smaller, Bill. I'm thinking that at the trade deadline, the Nets are looking for you know a little bit of, of vet savvy, a little bit of whatever it is. If, if it seems like we need a little more shooting, if it seems like we need um, a little more defense, we just sort of nibble around the edges, find somebody who's on an expiring contract, like a vet who's on an expiring contract, and we give up Musa. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you will not quit with getting rid of Moose. I just don't. Yeah, I, I just don't think. I mean, I, I just my thing on on Musa also, Bill is like, Sean Marks has really spoiled us with like late round yeah, good yeah, players. Yeah. But statistically, a 29th pick, which is what Musa was, stinks. Like yes. that player just stinks. So it's it's not like it's like oh man, Musa is really a bust. It's like no, Musa was a 29th pick. Like he's not very good. That's why 28 people were selected before him. <laughs> and, like, many of those players will also not be good. Right. Uh, so there's there's no, like, huge... It's not, like, a huge debacle or, like, insane that he would not be very good. But Right. I, I think that was the same draft that Markel Fultz was picked? Or was that a year later? I think it was a year, a year later. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but anyway, the but point yeah, is, yeah, yeah. You're not, if you're not getting it right at one, you're definitely... It's not a sure thing at 29. Um... Yeah, he's he he very well might not pan out. I think it does behoove us to recall Isaiah Whitehead. Yeah, yeah. Um, another bust, a guy we moved up for, showed a, paid lot, a lot of, of money, paid a lot of money to move up for, 
obviously thought had a lot of potential, started a huge number of games that season. Uh, 21 wins. Seemed like a starting caliber point guard to me after that year. (laughs) He was arguably our best player on the court any given (laughs) night. Um, All right. Thank you for the questions, Tom. Yes, thank you, Tom. And thank you, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Keep them coming. Simon, we're getting to your final segment of the 100th episode. In homage to Frazier's 100th episode. Uh, Frazier's a show, as you know, Simon, I don't like much. Mm. Um, You can start at the way that Frazier's hair makes me feel and go from there. But it's all it's all negative. <laughs> but I respect that you love that show. Yes. Yes. Um, as I respect all things you love, Simon. And, <laughs> <laughs> and except sure. getting rid of Sean and Musa. Uh, I do not respect that. Oh really? Uh, no, I kinda like him. I still hold out faith. I'm like I just can't believe that a guy that they <coughs> I, I'm not. I even though I I, I totally agree yet yeah, with what your argument just was, and and it, it the writing seems to be on the wall that he's not actually that good. I'm still buying the like he was eighth on the Nets board or whatever it was. Like I think they really saw something in him, and I I want to see something in him too. And he's young enough that you can still be like, well, maybe it's possible. Yeah. Um. But anyway, tell us what we're celebrating. For the or sorry, what we're doing for the Frasier 100. So this 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 the idea of this uh, for me was uh, on that episode, a great episode. If anyone uh, wants to watch it, it's available on Netflix. Um, <laughs> uh, is that Frasier is like desperately trying to get to a celebration of him for his thousandth episode uh, of the Doctor Frasier Crane Show, and so. My thinking was, how would you and I like to celeb- like to have people celebrate our 100th episode? All right. So it starts at Charlene's, the place where one one of the places sort of anchor for Kenny Atkinson's uh, date night with Kenny Atkinson. Right, right, right. Uh, that's where it's hosted. We get um, 50 Cent. And uh, the guy who I know we started off this episode talking about, who I've already forgotten, Jimmy, name, Jimmy Buffett. Buffett. Jimmy Buffett. They are both performing. I think Jimmy Buffett is still alive. Entirely uh, uh, possible. Uh, yeah. Um, they they are the musical entertainment, and then we are p- pushing in uh, blackjack and poker tables, uh, a la Las Vegas. Or sorry, a la excuse Atlantic me, Atlantic City. City. Home um, of the sun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a revitalized community. Um, and uh, Steve Mash, Nash, assistant coach. Yeah, definitely. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, that would be amazing. Head coach. Sure. Chief, Chief, he could be, he could be, he, I'll just sell him my share. What a great guy. <laughs> uh, and then um, we'll have Italian food, which I know you mentioned is your favorite food as the catered food, right? Didn't you yeah. say that at the Atlantic City? Yeah. Uh, podcast that it's your favorite category of yeah food. I think it's my favorite category of food yeah um, you, you decide what, what gets, gets catered in there. okay there's some baked ziti there for sure sure uh, that sounds like a wonderful night yeah I would love to be at that celebration <laughs> if it meant getting to AC getting to hang out with Kenny at Charlene's again uh, the scene of a 
wildly drunken date. Um, yeah. Who knows what episode that was? Yeah, that was a long time ago. It was a really long time ago. Um, all right, I have a few things that we're going to do for our celebration, or what that I would like fans to do to celebrate us. Or if you're done, are you done? Yeah, yeah, I'm done. Uh, first thing I'd ask fans to do to celebrate us. Uh, send in mailbag questions. Mm. Maybe next time at gmail.com. Yeah. Hit us up. We got a long summer ahead of us. Uh, though we're quickly approaching like near fantasy time, near training camp. Um, Joe Harris might be going to Team USA. Yep. Uh, he's made the final cut. I think Jared Allen is. No, there's no. He's still on the practice he, squad. He's still after Bam Adebayo ate his lunch, have you seen that clip? I, I couldn't bring myself to watch oh, it. it. Like it's, it's just, it's just kind of. Uh, it's horrible. Yeah, he's not going to start next year. Um, <laughs> all right, so send in, that's the first thing I'd want uh, in our <laughs> celebration is send us send us uh, mailbag questions. If you'd rather do it on Twitter, do it on Twitter. But if you do it on Twitter, follow us first and then do it. Mm. Maybe next time at Twitter. Uh, once you've sent in your questions, which we'll get to on the following episode, we guarantee we've never not responded to a question. That's correct. That is, in 100 episodes, we have gotten to 100 percent of the mailbag questions we've ever received. That's our guarantee. That is our guarantee. That's maybe next time guarantee. Uh, but once you've done you're done sending in our your question and following us on Twitter, I'd ask in order to celebrate this momentous occasion that you rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts. Yeah. Okay. Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Stitcher. I love Stitcher. <laughs> Stitcher Player FM. Yeah. Um, other hotspots. Audio Boom. If you listen to us through where we podcast through. Audio boom. Yeah, let us know how you yeah. do that. Why you do that. <laughs> right. Send like, us an like, email. What, Maybe like, right. send us an, have your have the <laughs> grandchild that got you to audio boom <laughs> send an email for you to to uh, maybe next time at gmail.com. And final thing I want to do, which is sort of burn because I already did it for Truly, but I'm going to say this. Contact your local Bud Light Lime rep yeah. and tell him or her or them to sponsor us. Yes. Uh, we have been desperate for some sort of cheap light beer or Spike Spritzer mm-hmm. uh, or Seltzer. They're DeSerona. Or or Desarona. I have talked to a few people since then who like Desarona at my really? work. Really? Let's, yes. let's talk yeah, after. We can yeah, talk, we can talk off mic. Very interesting. Uh, we're looking for a sponsor. Um, we'll do a hundred more episodes if you, <laughs> if you sponsor us. Uh, but anyway, that's what my celebration would include. Very nice, Bill. Well, Simon, we've done it. Yep. Uh, how does it feel? It, it feels great, Bill. It feels pretty shocking, right? Mm-hmm. Like... After three or four, I felt like we really had to dig for motivation. And then at a certain point, you're just like, that's just what I do. Yeah, they just roll off your back. <laughs> it's like I just come over, have a have a truly, maybe a, a tea some days, um, record an app. Yeah. Move on with your life, you know? That's right. Uh, it's been great hearing from the people we've heard from over yes. the last hundred episodes. I'd so say much. that's the best part. Uh, is engaging with people who are against all odds listening I to agree, us. Bill. Uh, 
it's pretty remarkable that anyone has. Like I can't, I can't imagine someone is at this point in the episode still listening. Uh, and maybe, and literally, maybe no one is. If you are, send us an email. Uh, <laughs> tell, tell us why. <laughs> tell us your story. Why are you what listening on Audio Boom? And maybe why are you, you listening to want us to come have some baked ziti with us sometime because mm, yeah. that can that can turn any frown upside down. Um, but thank you. Yeah, it's been it's been it's been wonderful knowing that you know occasionally some people listen. Um, and but better, it's just been good. Having an excuse to get together, talk. Uh, I mean, we get together anyway, but this is a good excuse to have to get together. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, you know, we might get another block season. We Maybe. Are, we're like very, it, our lives are extremely entwined, like, entwined with, uh, with the Nets at this point. Yes. It's a big part of our identity. It is. It's a huge Somewhat part of our identity. because... As our initial description said, neither of us are particularly jockey or athletic. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, it's been fun. I hope to do a hundred more. Yeah, and uh, and uh, I guess we'll go ahead and, and see, see ya next time. I was tired of my lady. We'd been together too long. Like a worn out recording Of a favorite song So while she lay there sleeping I read the paper in bed And in the personal columns There was this letter I read